0: emergency pod episode of the sorry to interrupt podcast we are here 24 hours after our last episode because tom the team in new york that just never sleeps my brooklyn nets uh they're at it again um it never ends and Kyrie irving has requested slash demanded a trade
1: yeah um i i don't know i you gotta be on edge with this guy He's he's got that kind of personality, borderline uh, whatever they call it. I don't want to call him schizophrenic. Make any accusations I was say, here, let's but, be careful here. <laughs> but I mean, Jesus Christ! I think it, it. What did it have to do with the fact that they put stipulations in an extension that they offered him, or something like that?
0: We have conflicting reports. Um, so I wanted to do this pod tonight with you, obviously, if it was convenient enough for you. Um, but I'm also happy that we went about seven hours after the. Uh, the Woj bomb and Shams bomb <laughs> broke because there's a lot that's come out subsequently since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think there's a lot that we need to discuss because Tom, yesterday we did our entire NBA primer. We went up and down the East and, and Western conferences and we talked, you know, specifically about teams relating to the trade deadline. Um, we're going to talk about some teams. I know we didn't really do any homework. I didn't send you any notes here, but I have a couple of teams that we should talk about in relation to Kyrie. Um, but I think first and foremost, what was your reaction to this news? And as somebody who's not, you know, on the inside of the Nets, like, were you surprised at all by this? surprise circumstance and the timing.
1: Should we ever be surprised with anything Kyrie Irving does at any time? I wasn't really surprised. I knew he wasn't going to be able to stay quiet forever. Uh, I laughed when I saw it. Um <laughs> Of course
0: you did. You sent me the eye emoji and like, haha. We knew this wouldn't last long.
1: Yeah, yeah. You were obviously the first person I texted the second I saw it. Because um, I figured whenever whenever something happens and you don't text me first, I feel like I'm the one breaking the news to you. I don't know if that's. I kind of like not. it because
0: I was I was in the middle of a consultation with one of my clients today at work, and my phone was just buzzing like crazy. I was like, oh, for the love of fucking god! Like the one hour I actually really need to do work right now. And then I saw yours, of course. And I'm like, okay, he's my woes. Nice.
1: (laughs) I love the breaking the news to you. Whenever you don't text me first, I feel like I'm always the first to get to you. Um, But, yeah, I'm not not surprised. Come on, man. Nothing this guy does surprises me.
0: Not even given. I mean, even for him. But, like, the timing of it. No, no. I mean, come on, Sean. Look Look at his track record.
1: Look at look at look at the past three years. Of course, I'm not surprised. I've been saying it since the beginning of the season. We're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. He, and by the way, he's been excellent this year on the court.
0: I know, I know. Um, it, it's honestly been it's been a whirlwind. Because as a Nets
1: fan, are you surprised?
0: I'm not surprised in the grand scheme of everything. I'm surprised by the timing where there's six days to the trade deadline. He's an impending free agent. There obviously were talks in the summertime about other teams inquiring on his availability and nobody seemed really eager to offer a kind of package or then extend a four-year max offer.
1: Well, he's balling. He's straight balling now. So I think that's probably the difference. He
0: did it last year when he played. That's the thing. I mean, it's not like he's. It's not like he had two down years, and you know, all of a sudden he's playing great. He's always played great when he's been on the phone court.
1: I agree. I feel like I feel like last year though, Kyrie, around the league was just toxic waste, and I think his play. Oh, I'm
0: sorry. So, the, so the anti-Semitic post to that uh, this year and the seven game suspension that that helped.
1: Yeah, it's a really good point. <laughs> I don't know why there's interest now. I guess the Lakers and, and the Mavericks are super desperate. I mean, we went on this pod last uh, last night and shit on the Lakers and the Mavericks, and they're clearly desperate. And I think Kyrie's play has been so exemplary that – and he seems to be doing it on a much more consistent basis, obviously, than last year because he could only play like half the games. So I think he's really showing something, and, and he's proven himself of – of value in these teams' opinions. Me personally, and you know I love Kyrie's game. You know he's like my favorite player in the league, but I mean, personally I wouldn't want to touch him with a ten foot pole because what's who's to say he lives in fucking New York City. It's not like he's in, in Oklahoma City here. Like this is one of the best destinations to be. He picked it, mind you, and he wants out of there. So I don't understand why these teams think they're like the they're like the girl or the boy with the with the toxic Um, past relationship person that's had every shitty relationship. Oh, I'll fix them. I can fix them.
0: I don't think those teams exist now. Um, And that seems to be what makes this entire scenario really perplexing is because, okay, the report comes out that he is not happy with the Nets. So let's backtrack to last Saturday, right before the Knicks and the Nets play. And Kyrie goes off on the in the fourth quarter and propels the Nets to a win. The ninth straight against the Knicks. And Kyrie, you know, talks about how he wants to be a Net. And they've approached the, the Brooklyn Nets with a contract extension and, and really want to make this thing happen. He wants to be, quote-unquote, a Net for life. The deal doesn't get done, and now all of a sudden, you know, he's completely out, like, Chris Haynes reported as recently as 45 minutes ago, Tom, that even if they were to offer him a max, that relationship is so fractured that he's out. But there's too many complications to that.
1: It's happened quickly, but, I mean, these are human beings, and you can't say that, you know, Kyrie's not a spiteful dude. He's like, you don't want me on my terms, and fuck it, I don't want to be here anymore. And I don't know, tomorrow could he come to his senses? I don't know. Looking at it from the Brooklyn Nets perspective, though, honestly – I I'm sure they already have. I'm reaching out to KD and I'm like, "Hey, do you like they they the Nets right now are in a very very complicated position because Ben Simmons has he's he's bad. Let's let's face facts. He, he he's showed, bad and he doesn't play. Yes, he showed, he showed signs for like 2 weeks there and and he's just bad. Let's he should not be part of your future plans. You can't base the next 3-4 years around Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving wants wants out. I'm talking to KD and I'm like, what do you want to do here? Because the nets are on this on this whatever you want to call it seesaw where it's like, can we make this work? Can we get through the next 2 weeks to go to win a championship? And I think the other side of it is we just need to completely blow it up. Revisit Phoenix with Kevin Durant, try and get something there, try and get I don't know, maybe you package a Ben Simmons and a Kyrie Irving, somehow make it work to the Lakers for a Russell Westbrook, and you try and get one of those unprotected draft picks that are far off in the future, and you just completely blow it up, and you guys are dumpster diving at the end of the day. I I think that's the two paths that you have. You can't just sit in the middle here.
0: So I'm going to disagree with you on a couple of things. One, I don't think the situation with Kevin Durant has changed since the summer. Uh, As a matter of fact, I think the Nets stance on him uh, and the demands that they want an equal return for him have only been more uh, amplified. Okay, we saw a lot of low ball offers from teams last year. I, if i'm If I'm the Nets and I approach Kevin Durant, let's say your scenario. Okay, sure. Again, you have three more years after this under contract with this team. If I'm the Nets, I'm selling him on, this is finally your team, bro. You don't have to do anything. Else other than this is your team. It is not yours in part time Kyrie, somewhat Kyrie, you know, malcontent Kyrie. This is your team. I do agree with you on Simmons. I don't think he's long for the Nets. I think he could be possibly traded as a dark horse this this February 9th I think there's also a possibility they move him in the summertime. It just seems like there's a lot of friction in that locker room. I don't think the stars love him. As a matter of fact, what's funny enough is through all the crazy Kyrie stuff today um somebody reported that part of his you know level of upset with the organization is ben simmons which i find hysterical because part of james harden's reason for leaving last year was the part-time availability of Kyrie irving so um well this is why man it's not an ideal situation man but i'll just say this about kd i don't think they're completely blowing it up this team last year was in the midst of an 11-game losing streak when James Harden quit on the team and they had to trade him. They're 4-7 and seven without KD, as we talked about last night. They're 31-20. and 20. They're in fourth place in the East. KD's about to be back in about a week, week and a half. They are not blowing this shit up.
1: Yeah, I mean, but my thing is, you know, does it, you could say it's Kevin Durant's team, but this team has traded away a bunch of draft picks, obviously, to try and win now over the last few years. And KD might look at the situation and just be like, Sure, it's my team, but what pieces he are you looking around? He was part of that
0: decision, me? though. He was part of that decision, sure, though. Sure, but does that
1: really matter when you're talking about NBA superstar personalities that just want to win, and every day they wake up they and they are want to winning. be somewhere else?
0: They are winning.
1: Yeah, they're winning, they're-, because they're winning because of Kevin Durant, who's hurt, but also Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is not going to be there, potentially.
0: Kevin but if Durant, you Kyrie Irving, you're you are going to get something in return. Not worth of Kyrie sure, Irving. Sure, but
1: Kevin Durant's if even if you get draft picks, draft capital, whatever you want to call it or a couple role players, Kevin Durant's going to look at that and be like, I can't win a title here. And regardless of of if Kevin Durant had something to do with it or not, LeBron had input on all of his all of the franchises and he left them in disarray. You can't say that Kevin Durant's just going to turn around and be like, well, you know, I got to be loyal to them. What what well, NBA LeBron, superstar LeBron has been loyal?
0: That, Lebron did that. when his contracts were ending. Co- Kevin Durant's contract goes another three years, and the Nets have complete rights. They don't they don't have to trade him for anything.
1: You're you're absolutely right. But what but what has I, I it sounds like you're trying to talk yourself into this because what has I'm not passed,
0: myself into anything. I'm but just what has past,
1: what has past NBA history showed you that if a player wants to get traded, come hell or high water, eventually they're going to get traded
0: okay eventually but but tom kevin durant wanted to be traded this summer and the nets didn't do it because they're not going to sell him for pennies on the dollar
1: sure i understand that but I, I just think over the next few years kevin durant if this goes the way it looks kevin durant's not going to be on the nets cuz kevin durant's not going to be on a mediocre team i don't both. think
0: this team's ever going to be mediocre though that's my that's my whole point well, tell me what Kyler. pieces
1: tell me what pieces they're going to put around him because if you tell me it's a bunch of late first round draft picks that's not going to make that's kevin durant happy it's not going
0: to be that It's not going to be that because it can't be that because they don't have any of their own picks. So pretty much this is a team that has to stay within that five to two to one range, which is what they are this year. And I know Kyrie is a big part of that, but let's not forget about his suspension. I mean, they've played much better this year without Kyrie Irving and even without Kevin Durant than they did last year. You have to admit that.
1: No, of course I'm not disagreeing with you there, but I'd like to hear some type of, statement or something out of kevin durant to kind of feel where he's at because i i mean it's just when you lose kyrie irving and then you're are i guess third best piece or supposed to be is just completely non-existent i just don't see kevin durant being happy with that over the next three years
0: okay so here's here's something that was tweeted out earlier i had to make a running list my god i feel like i was doing homework for nobody other than me but it was like it literally said the entire Nets organization. This is from WOS around 4:50 my time, so 5:50 your time. The entire Nets organization, including Kevin Durant, were "quote unquote" surprised by Kyrie Irving's trade request.
1: Well, sure. I mean, two days wouldn't. If you're gonna take it, take the guy's word for it. Like you said, two days ago or whatever, he said that he wanted to be a Brooklyn Net forever.
0: This is where it gets really weird for me. I think both sides actually need slash want each other. But like I'm reading a lot of Nets fans and Nets Twitter accounts talk about like how Joe side needs to sell the team and Sean Marks is a terrible GM. Tom, I, we just talked about the NBA for 50 minutes last night. What team is offering Kyrie Irving a four year max extension?
1: Outside of the Lakers, uh, no, I really don't know who. No, I don't even think them. <laughs> yeah, I don't, uh, well, that's the thing. I think, I think the only way that they're going to keep this together is the fact that Kyrie Irving's kind of hamstrung here. And he does have a very recent and a very long past of irrationally flying off the handle and saying things that he can't really back up.
0: I think that the post to the anti-Semitic video rubbed a lot of owners the wrong way. Uh, Steve Ballmer being one of the richest owners of, In the NBA if not the most Is Jewish uh, So people who might want to make ties To the Clippers I think that's something that needs to be discussed Not to mention all the other Crazy irrational fly off the handle Shit that you mentioned that he's done Since he's been a net for the team that he handpicked It's been really weird I, I can't see a, a smart team Now do you have a Charlotte Who would be really happy to have him Maybe. Sure. But are the intelligent, smart, well-run teams offering this guy the contract even close to what the Nets are offering? Oh, All the but- Nets said, I want to give you a contract of four years in the max with stipulations that you're actually going to play the fucking games.
1: Yep. And, and I I think that's the only option for the Nets. Um, and I don't think Josai or um, the GM needs to be let go or sell or whatever. Um, there's many other owners that should sell the team, including Dolan, before the, before him. Um, <laughs> But but I, 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 I do think that there's a team dumb enough to do it. I mean, LeBron's going to hold the... I think LeBron... Either the Lakers are going to stand up to LeBron or he can hold them by the balls. And if he wants Kyrie and the Lakers are moving in that direction, he's going to get it.
0: Let's segue into um something that we talked about last night on the pod. I wrote this down. Tom, you said when we talked about the Lakers... I think LeBron holds her feet to the fire until the 11th hour for a trade. I retorted, I don't see it happening unless a superstar randomly becomes available that no one sees coming. Okay, we're here. So.
1: Well, let's see if Jeannie Buss and the Lakers have the balls to tell LeBron, basically, you're 38 years old. It's not our fault that you signed this. Now. Yeah, and that's not our fault that you. I forgot his, his birthday. I think is December twenty sixth. Happy birthday to LeBron, belated. Um, <laughs> um, let, let's see if they have the balls to stand up to LeBron and tell him you're thirty eight years old. We didn't tell you to you know you signed this contract a week too early or a week too late, whatever it was so that we couldn't trade you, and and we're not mortgaging our future for you. Where every single team that you've left has been in the lottery the next year or two following.
0: I think there's a lot of teams that would love to have him as a rental, but again, look at the nets as a rental. Now I know he's under his current contract, but like if the nets aren't going to give him an, a, a four year max without a couple of stipulations, but no other team that acquires him via rental is going to do the same. Then what's the point of leaving?
1: I mean, I don't know. So many things have come out of Kyrie Irving's mouth that have clearly been proven to be bullshit that, who knows? He could turn around tomorrow and just tell everybody that he got hacked, for all we know. Because I do think <laughs> I, I, I really that's so good. I do think that that he's gonna come to his senses at some point like he has every other time and realize that, like you said, he needs the Nets, unless there is a Lakers or a Mavericks to come in and they're trying to put together packages from what I've read frantically. Um he needs them just as much as the Nets need him right now, probably more and, I mean, the guy also talks out of both sides of his mouth. When he comes here, he says he's wanted to be here his entire career. All he wants to do is play basketball. Well, if all he wanted to do was play basketball, he would have signed the contract and played, right? I and mean, we wouldn't be talking about this. The only way he would miss games is due to injury, which I'm sure that's not in the contract.
0: No, like, if it, I think it was 60 games. I think that was their deal, where it's like, you have to play at least 60 games. But I'm sure if he tears an ACL, he's going to be paid. Like, it's... it's it's, obviously I'm sure the writing
1: just, just based off the way the NBA works, which isn't the NFL, every contract is guaranteed. And those stipulations are probably, if you do something stupid on Twitter again, or God forbid we have another pandemic and you know, you light the world on fire and disobey all the rules that your employer is giving you, whether you like it or not, then we're not going to pay you. But if you fucking, if your leg falls off, we're still going to pay you because that's just how it fucking works. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I I don't know what the Lakers are going to do. Truly, I I think it's going to come down to the eleventh hour. I think LeBron or he's already tweeted out. I think it's going to get. I think it's going to get weird.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to get weird too. Okay, so I have I have four teams written down. If you want to add to this list, um, you can certainly do so. But we're going to go in order here. So we're we're talking about the Lakers. I thought a framework for this trade. This was what was speculated in the summertime. Was a complete swap of Kyrie and Westbrook and one of the that's 2027 or 2029 firsts.
1: I'm sorry, but back to Kevin Durant, you think that's going to make Kevin Durant happy?
0: Okay, so yeah. So my, my next follow-up was going to be, that's a summertime trade where you can buy Russ out or flip Russ elsewhere. So here's, here's what I've come up with in terms of a Lakers-Nets framework working in a third team. It's the Toronto Raptors. The Toronto Raptors have been completely involved in a lot of trade rumors. We talked about Ananobi possibly going to your team yesterday. We talked about Gary Trent seemingly very available. So in my hypothetical here, the Lakers get Kyrie. The Nets get Ananobi and Gary Trent. And the Raptors get Joe Harris, Russell Westbrook, who they can buy out to make salaries work. The Nets 2023 first-round pick. The Nets' 2027 20, first-round pick and the Lakers'
1: 2027 20, first-round pick. Yeah, that Thoughts? could work. That could work. That would work for all parties, and I think that would keep Kevin Dur- Russell Westbrook out of Brooklyn, which will keep Kevin Durant happy. And those players coming back, I think, are are really good role players. And and OG and Obi's more than that.
0: Yep. And the Lakers get Kyrie. So there's that one. Um, moving on to the Mavs. I think that's a team that has serious pressure on them, man. We talked about it last night. They need to make Luka happy, plain and simple. They don't have another star next to Luka Doncic. So is Kyrie Irving a good fit there before I run through a hypothetical trade?
1: I think Kyrie Irving, from a basketball perspective, and you've seen him play with LeBron, you've seen him have his own team, I think Kyrie Irving's best position is a number two because – he can on days where Luca needs rest or whatever, he can take over a game. And on games where Luca plays, he can kind of fade in and out. And he's a walking bucket. He can get you a shot anytime. I think he is the perfect Robin on
0: that's the what court. I on the court, yeah, by the way, that's what I that's what I thought in Brooklyn. But let's say you know Dallas wants to pull the trigger. Listen, we need to appease Luca. We're going to get another certified bucket on this team. The Nets do that for some combination of Tim Hardaway Jr., Maxi Kleber, Reggie Bullock, Spencer Dinwiddie. Oh, and Norman Powell.
1: Yeah, I mean that one. Maybe three of those guys. That deal isn't nearly as sexy as the one. I just think the two players you're getting from Toronto are much better, but I I could see it working. Um, And then maybe maybe you could tuck a three-team deal into that one as well.
0: Yeah, I think they're going to have to get creative. Somehow, that deal,
1: but. that deal, honestly, to me, just from watching them play. I mean, I know Dan Whitty's okay sometimes. That just sounds like you're basically getting a bunch of names to fill yep. the to fill the trade sheet for Kyrie Irving. The first one actually sounded like it was a win 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 for all three
0: parties. Thank you. Um, yeah, I agree on the Mavs. I just think it's worth discussing because. I think there is that, legitimate pressure on Cuban to, to do something.
1: Yeah, that to me, that trade to me sounds like a trade in fantasy football that I send out every single week uh, <laughs> that some every once in a blue moon some idiot bites on, or I started off with that and then they text me angry and then I say, all right, let's talk a little turkey, and then I end up working out a deal with them. But that's what it sounds to me. It's like, oh, McCall Hardman went off for 30 points. Let me put him with a bunch of other fucking names and see if I can get this guy to give me, like, fucking Sha- Saquon Barkley.
0: Listen, not everybody's dealing with the Greenwich Big Dogs. Um, all right, the Pelicans are my next team. They are very loaded at that wing position. And I know that's a position that you really want to be rich at in today's NBA, but I think there's too many good players who aren't going to see the floor. So, what do you do, Kyrie Irving, for Herb Jones? Herb Jones is definitely in there. I think Valentinus would help them a lot. You finally give them a real inside presence who can play in crunch time, in addition to two of their first round picks.
1: Oh, no. Fuck, no. I'm hanging up the phone if I'm New Orleans. I'm hanging up.
0: Okay. What about no. one of the first round picks?
1: You're, no. You're overvaluing too much. Am I? Yes. Kyrie Irving. Is Herb
0: Jones really going to play? Like, What about Murphy? Because what, what
1: I'm saying, if, if you're the Brooklyn Nets and you call me, I'm like, you can't work out a contract with him. Nobody else in the league is going to be able to work out a contract with him that's going to fit for both parties. Good fucking luck. Take away the first round picks. What if that here. tells you, though,
0: that the Pelicans are going for the going for the championship this year that's a team that kind of needs to do that it's not like they have pedigree
1: true they are in the dumpster well they are they have been in trouble of late zion somehow is an all-star starter and he's missed 27 I'm talking games. About
0: rentals for teams i don't none of these teams and i'm just going to preface this right now so you and the listeners are on the same page well, the other part, i don't think any of these teams are offering him a four-year max at the end of the year i'm I talking agree. about teams that are urgent right now
1: well and the other thing is I guess you have to look at it situationally. I was kind of looking at it more as black and white. And in that situation, you're right. New Orleans has no pedigree. They are desperate, not to mention they have, between them, OKC and the Knicks and a few other teams, it seems like they have all of the draft picks in the first round for the next couple of years. So they definitely have picks to spare. So I'm starting to talk myself into that more just based off looking at their situation individually.
0: I wasn't that crazy, right?
1: In black and white it is, but in that situation no, it's not crazy at all.
0: Okay. Last team I have are the Timberwolves. New owner syndrome. We already saw it working with the Go Bear trade. This team is all in. They remind me of the Broncos and the NFL. That you know, they they they, they can't go back now. Um, D'Angelo Russell has been putting up numbers lately, but we talked about him last night on the pod. He is what he is. Um Kyrie Irving, D'Angelo Russell, one of their role players, maybe a Torian Prince and a first. And they don't have many firsts.
1: Yeah, uh, that's the only reason why I don't think it's going to happen is because they don't have many firsts. Like, at all.
0: What about Nas Reed, who the Nets could really use? Yeah, if you were... Torian Prince and D'Angelo Russell.
1: Yeah, I think that could work. I think if you're a Nets fan, like... Outside of the Toronto trade, most of these trades kind of hurt your heart to give it away, but you're just trying to get the best value you can right now.
0: I'm going to speak on the behalf of... A, you would consider me a loyal and somewhat intelligent Nets fan, right?
1: You can get a little rash, irrational at times, like thinking Kevin Durant is... You... You are thinking irrationally, thinking that Kevin Durant is going to think rationally for the next three years. But, yeah, for the most part, you're intelligent. I'm not
0: saying that he's not going to want out, but I'm, I'm saying that the Nets are not just going to give him away, which is where we've been at the whole point. I think the Nets would have happily traded him in the summer if they got the right deal. They never got the right deal.
1: I just think in today's NBA, at some point, he's, the, the team's given.
0: My man does not hold out. That's the one thing about Kevin Durant. He doesn't mail in games, and that's he doesn't a good point. Out.
1: That's a good point. Other guys, not Anthony you know, Davis, he,
0: yeah, he, he, and he's not James Harden. Like he, he's not going to have a game where he scores four points. No, nah, he's happening. got too
1: much respect for the game.
0: So that's all I'm saying. It's I'm not I'm not speaking irrationally on the stand that he might not want to leave. I'm just saying that the Nets have him for three more years after this, and. Any team is open for business, but don't lowball us with offers or he comes back next year.
1: That's a good point. Um, yeah, I mean, all of these trades are, are disappointing, but go ahead and make your statement on behalf of Nets fans. Now, yeah,
0: on behalf of Net fans, I, I, I understand that Sean Monks has failed at certain points to build a really great roster. Um, it's been part of why certain guys have asked out, I think the Ben Simmons trade last year had to happen. It was the perfect match. It was you got a disgruntled superstar who you did not pay that salary to for another disgruntled superstar who you did not give that max to. It just had to happen. They got Seth Curry in two firsts plus Andre Drummond out of it. kind of had to happen, right? Where, you know, Marks and Josiah, they didn't back down to Kevin Durant's request last year. And he's back, and he's had an unbelievable season. Here's my prediction. I'm going to leave it at this, and then I'm going to let you go. I don't think Kyrie Irving goes anywhere. He has absolutely zero leverage in this situation. He has to play. He has to play well to earn any contract that he wants. I think LeBron will put a lot of pressure on the Lakers. If he goes anywhere, I think it's the Lakers. At the end of the day, post-trade deadline on Thursday, I think Kyrie Irving is still playing for the Nets. Yeah, I
1: second that. I just think the lack of leverage is right there, and I just don't think the Lakers, unless they do a crazy trade like you just talked about, really good work. I don't know if you checked the numbers in the trade machine on that, if the contracts would I did. It worked. Well, then there you go. I think that maybe you should be DMing people. Um, <laughs> but aside from – start with LeBron, and then maybe if Clutch Sports has a Twitter account. Um, but outside of that, I don't really see it happening. It, it is going to make – for a very, very interesting uh, week from now.
0: It's going to be really interesting.
1: I'm more interested to see the LeBron side of this. I don't really care about the Kyrie off the court side. Um, I, 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 I truly don't. I don't want to hear any of his statements. It's going to be annoying for the next week for, for you Nets fans. I'm more interested to see what the hell LeBron does. If he just comes out and says it in press conferences, if he keeps acting cryptic on Twitter, I'm, I'm very interested.
0: Let me ask you this question. Kyrie, and this is weird, so everybody just kind of brace yourselves, all indications is he has been an integral part of this team, very involved with off the court stuff, very involved in the group chat, very I think he was until he
1: team. did the, the the dumb thing on Twitter.
0: Maybe, but even as up to this past week everybody was saying the difference between last year and this year, you know, every time they got asked by a media representative about, you know, what's the difference between this year and last year with K D Hurt, 'cause so everybody said this team is together. Where last year there were a couple guys off, you know, kind of one foot out the door. Do you think it's okay for him to just be able to walk back into that locker room? Tom, by the time this pod goes up and by most people listen to it, the Nets have a game against the Washington Wizards tomorrow. Saturday. Do you think it's just as simple as like, "Yeah, guys, I I really want out, but let's go win this fucking game."
1: I don't know, for a guy who doesn't make any sense, Kyrie Irving's pretty well spoken, so he may just go into the locker room and be like, "Listen, I feel disrespected." Uh, it has nothing to do with the locker room. It has to do with the front office. Uh, I feel like I deserve something, and they're not giving it to me, and I'm just trying to use this as leverage. Uh, I think that would be enough. I don't know, personally. Um, but I do think he's going to play.
0: He wasn't listed on the injury report today, heading into tomorrow. That doesn't mean anything. He could, They could say, you know, at 3 p.m. tomorrow, Kyrie Irving not with team, out. But at the end of the day – Here's the thing with Harvin last year. He still had a year on his contract. Now, he opted out, obviously, as we saw, but he had another year. A lot of these other guys still have years left. Ben Simmons has years left. Kyrie Irving has nothing, and he's clinging on to a situation that he created where smarter GMs and smarter owners around the league, man, are looking at him and be like, yeah, I don't know if I really want that for that much longer.
1: Yeah, I, I think he needs the Nets. Um, and unless, I think truly, because I don't think the Mavericks can afford him, and Cuban at the end of the day is, maybe he's desperate enough, but I, I just don't think the Mavericks can afford him. I think it all comes down to the Lakers. That's it.
0: Totally agree with you. I think it's Lakers, Nets, and those are the only two teams that are that are really involved right now.
1: For sure. And I, I my prediction is you see over the next – week till next Thursday, basically a week. Kyrie Irving is going to figure out a way to walk this back. Um, Again, these guys really need to hire a PR team.
0: I just don't know how you can be that tone deaf knowing that I think he looks at it, man, from the standpoint of listen, I I could walk away from the team and I'll get a standing ovation when my name's announced. Uh, I, I, I throw them the carrot of I'm a Nets fan. I'm from Jersey. And people love it. Net fans are very, very gullible. And, again, speaking on the behalf of Net fans, I see some that are just, it's like a starving person being thrown a crumb. Like, oh, my God, he's still on my team. I have to worship this man. It's like, no, you don't. Like, I think he walks on water with a lot of the fan base. We even saw after all the incidents with not getting the COVID vaccine and directly impacting Harden and the Nets. Uh, Obviously this year to start the season by posting the anti-Semitic documentary, he can do no wrong. And I think in him and his representatives' opinions, it's who gives a fuck? I'm so good. I hit buzzer beaters. I scored 25 points in the fourth quarter. doesn't really matter. I'm one of the best players your franchise has ever had. Pay me. And this ownership group is like, oh, no. Sorry. Well, they're half like no. Half like no. They want to do it, but on their terms. Sure. Which I think is fair. hundred percent. Joe and Sci- did not get to this point by caving into requests.
1: Not at all, and he didn't. And and as of now, he hasn't caved into Durant. Um, it's going to be an interesting week, but I think you and I both feel that unless the Lakers do something wild, uh, probably Thursday at two thirty because I don't think it'll happen anytime before that. Uh, Kyrie Irving is going to be a Brooklyn net. Um, I do have a statement to make. Okay. Uh, I've been thinking about it. I'm glad we're doing this pod. I wanted to apologize to Emmanuel quickly. Um, I looked at his numbers after I listened to Simmons podcast and he has been, I, I said he's, he's not, I don't even remember what I said, but he has been good as of about the last month. Um, And I'm looking at his games, and I just think that correlates to Tibbs playing him more. Because I remember at the beginning of the season, he wasn't playing him more. I mean, I'm looking all the way up until mid-December, I mean, and he hadn't played 30 minutes for the first up until December 14th was his first game over 30 minutes. And now he's in the 30s and the 40s. He's playing more. He's good defensively. He's always in the pluses, in the plus-minus category. We need to come up with a good stat like war for basketball players. Um, I'm going to work on that, but sorry like to Emmanuel that. Quigley. I want to hold on to you. Um, as for Obi Toppin and even R.J. Barrett to a certain extent, depending on what he gets, um, see you later. But sorry to Quigley. I-, I like you, buddy.
0: Hey, you guys held on for dear life last night. I almost thought you were going to piss it away.
1: Yeah, no, that was, it was close. Um, And Hero almost did it at the end of the game. What is this category, WS? Is that like wins of basically the same thing? I don't know. Oh, win shares. I guess you could say that that's, Jokic is leading in that category. Maybe that's the same thing as, as war in baseball. I don't know. I'll have to look into it.
0: We need to hire an analytic department.
1: Yeah, all right, I just need to be better about it. Real quick, um, before we go, I figured we might as well talk about it because we're not going to. Um, you want to talk about they announced all the All-Stars reserves and starters. Want to go up and down and then talk about some, I guess, guys that you thought deserved it that aren't on it?
0: I'm going to let you drive that bus because, again, I'm still without Wi-Fi. So, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> Fucking Christ ice storm, man.
1: Yeah, I know. That sucks. But it's also – 14 degrees here so I don't feel that pain.
0: Yeah I know I heard I heard you're going to be in the Minuses tonight so I, I am not Going to say one, one negative thing
1: These are the days where I'm walking around in the cold and I Really feel for the people that are homeless
0: It's shitty That's nice I felt that way during the ice storm honestly Too like we I'm not kidding There are like three or four Intersections where we have Panhandlers here in this city And I feel bad every time I don't have like an extra dollar or so but like I really feel bad for them because I'm like Man, I would like a little. I would like to have my Netflix or I'd like to have my Wi Fi going, but then I'm like, oh, this guy doesn't have food or a roof, so. Yeah,
1: could be worse. Much worse. Yes. All right. So, starters East, Eastern Conference, Kyrie Irving. Um, the fans vote on this. Kyrie Irving is clearly still popular, and he's had an excellent year, and he's only missed like 11 games. Um, this
0: pod has been all about him. He deserves to be there from a skill standpoint.
1: Yep. Donovan Mitchell definitely deserves it. Uh, Jason Tatum and Giannis definitely deserve it. Kevin Durant. Yeah. He was, he was the
0: MV- he was an MVP before he got hurt.
1: He was, but then he got hurt. How many games has he missed? Uh, Eleven. Yeah, I guess he's th- he definitely deserves to be there. I don't think he's going to play. I don't know.
0: Oh, he wants to. He wants to.
1: Okay, maybe he'll be there. I guess he's only missed eleven games. He deserves it. On the other side, Steph Curry, Luca, LeBron, Zion, and Jokic. Zion doesn't deserve to be there.
0: I was just gonna say I have no problems other than Zion.
1: Zion's missed. Zion doesn't even deserve to be on the All Star team. He's missed like twenty five games plus. Um, let's go over the reserves. Well,
0: let's talk about Kyrie Irving. Fast. Do you do like do you honestly believe that he deserves to yeah, be there, or yeah. do you think that's just fan
1: vote? No, he deserves to be there. He Okay. I mean I'm I, I have, you have to split it between on the court and off the court and I'm no, just going that. on the court and he he absolutely deserves to be there. Okay. He's one of the, he's one of the five best players in the league this year in the in the okay. Eastern Conference in my opinion. Um going over and I don't support anything that he said don't get me wrong but No no. I was I was was simply
0: talking basketball as well. Do you agree? Uh it's close. Um It's really, really close. Some of his numbers are weird, but his fourth quarters have been insane. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you care about clutch gene and I still think like, I'm just going to put it this way and then we'll move off of it. Artistically speaking, if you're a basketball nerd, there's something about his game that just enchants you. It just, it just does.
1: He's, he's excellent. He really is. He could, he could be, he should be a better defender. Um, but I think that goes with the whole personality and whatnot. Um, Drew Holiday, I don't think he deserves it. He hasn't uh, – He how many games has he played this year? He was
0: out for a while.
1: Yeah, that's my only problem with him. Skill-wise, he deserves – Jalen Brown, definitely. Joel Embiid should have been a starter. For, well, uh, it's tough to boot anybody, but I Joel Embiid is, I think, best M- MVP odds right now. you got to be starting.
0: Yeah, I think if you're winning the MVP, I, I think you should start uh, –
1: him over Durant in my opinion.
0: Uh
1: Him over Durant in my opinion. He's healthy right now and Durant isn't Durant would be fine as a reserve.
0: You're using recency bias. The Nets were 18 and 2 in the stretch and it was because Kevin Durant was playing some of the best basketball he's played since his 2014 MVP campaign.
1: Sure, but look at the Sixers over the past couple weeks.
0: Uh, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying if we're going to say the Sixers are doing that, the Nets did the same thing it was because of Kevin Durant.
1: I agree. Uh, whatever. Embiid's on the team. Julius Randle definitely deserves it, in my opinion. Yep. Bam. Yeah, he's, been really good. he's been electric. DeRozan, he's on a bad team. I'm kind of waffling on this one. There's a guy that I do want to swap out for DeRozan. I'm not going to lie to you in a snub. And then Halliburton, I think, deserves it. Um, on the Western Conference side, SGA, he's been balling out. the guy out. you want to sell out? Uh, Jim, James Harden.
0: Thank you. I agree. I hate every fiber of his being after what he did to my team, but he deserves to be in that team is fucking rolling. And I know he absolutely is a nothing on defense. And he, he, when we talked about it last night, when he's not involved, he just stands there, but he has been really fucking good when he's been on the court, man.
1: Yeah. I completely agree. Uh, John Morant, he deserves it. SGA deserves it. Sabonis deserves it. markkanen has been getting been electric this whole year, and he's been even better these past couple months. Jaron Jackson Jr. I now mm. I got to go. Now I got to go to Basketball Reference here
0: because I want to see know I,
1: how many games uh, did he's you?
0: Played. By the way, did you read the um, the controversy surrounding him? involving the official score in Memphis games that's been giving him, like, extra blocks per game. No way. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think it's anything monumental, but it's enough to adjust some
1: Well, you know, he's he's over the past, I want to say two years, he's been pandering for that defensive player of the year.
0: Of course he has, because he's really freaking good.
1: Yeah, he is, but we don't need to pat him.
0: No, I, I, that's that's my whole thing is, like, it, it's, see, everybody lost their shit. Of course, Net fans, because they think Claxton should be defensive player of the year, and I think he's in the conversation. I don't think he's going to win it, but sure. I don't think he's going to win it five. Either, but I think he deserves some mention. But, yeah, I mean, I think, I think Jaron Jackson is fine without any little stat padding. Like, come on, so, what are we doing here, Memphis?
1: <laughs> I agree. So, Jaron Jackson this year has played – Thirty-five games. So that puts him what fifty. We are at game tonight or tomorrow. He's not playing tonight. Um, We're at game fifty-two. Okay. So he's missed what? What's the math on that? God damn! It's Friday. You said he played
0: thirty-three games.
1: Thirty-five.
0: So he's missed sixteen games.
1: (sighs) Eh. What do you think? I don't think he deserves to be on the All-Star team.
0: Is his pedigree good enough for you where you can say, okay, you've missed time, but yeah, I'm going to give it to you? No. Okay. Then if that's your answer, then I kind of second you.
1: Because my other snub of all the guys here, and there's a few few fringe ones. What?
0: I think I know where you're going.
1: I mean, the two for me I'm looking at is De'Aaron Fox and Anthony Edwards.
0: Kieran Fox was mine. Yeah. That was a clear snub. I mean the guys they're
1: I, I know the Western Conference is like tomorrow they could be the eight seed, but they're the two seed. And the I guy's know. been playing out of his mind. Now that he doesn't deserve to be on the All Star team. The other guys, Damian Lillard, Paul George. Paul George, you can make another argument because his numbers have dipped. Fox uh, was my only complaint.
0: I think Fox should
1: be there. I think um, let me look at Paul George for you. Paul George has played 38 games, so he's right around that 12, 13 games missed. Um, That's
0: okay. That's not that much, but I just think De'Aaron Fox, look at what he's done for that team.
1: Yeah, you got to swap Fox out, or you got to swap Fox in for Jackson, in my opinion.
0: I agree with you 100%.
1: Paul George, I think, should be there. He's only missed a few games. He's averaging 23 a 23 game, and you know how he is defensively.
0: I have no problem with, jackson being mentioned as a defensive player of the year candidate but you know so is Claxton he's not an all-star and rightfully so even though he's had an awesome year darren fox has been a better player this year for a longer period of time and his team is better than darren jackson
1: damian lillard rounds it out i mean 39 games that's perfect and he's averaging 30 points a game
0: he deserves it and he he has the pedigree
1: absolutely um any others those are my snubs those are guys that when I when I talk when you talk about the word word snub I'm not talking about guys that if the roster was 50 they should be on the team I'm talking about guys that should be on the team over other guys those are my two
0: now I'm gonna I'm gonna say this you know as just a true transparency I I don't care about this nearly as much as other people do. I know Simmons does a, a pod where he really cares about the All-Stars. I know you take it pretty seriously. I I don't really care about who starts, who doesn't, who's on, who's not. I, I The only thing that I don't like is when someone who clearly doesn't deserve it gets in. And I feel that way about the baseball All-Star game, too. I genuinely don't care. But when I watch, like, Gosselin pitching against Giancarlo Stanton, I'm like, all right, did Tony Goslin deserve to be here despite his nine and one record for the best NL team? Like, I don't, I don't know. And that's no offense, but that's just how I feel. I don't take this shit that seriously. But I, I know you. I sure you put a little bit more thought into this, right? The only
1: reason is because historically, when when they and I know and I know what you're gonna say, everybody gets into the NBA Hall of Fame, and I I do agree with that. When they make the announcement. And they name off all the accolades. They name the All Star selections, and you know if a guy like James Harden, who's going to be in the Hall of Fame, he should have an he should have another All Star game in that announcement.
0: Unless he was hurt or just so bad or that team was so bad, I just can't see him not being there. It's we it's going to be weird All Star weekend and not see James Harden.
1: Yeah, no, he's he's definitely deserving of it. I don't know if you hear that in the background. That's the door opening and slamming. It's so fucking windy here. Um, it's all good. Yeah, it is what it is. I've shut it six you stay times. Stay warm, bro. Yeah, no. I mean, we have nice old old uh, iron heaters, so this place is like an oven. Um, yeah, no, that's just how I feel. Is that you know when they when they announce you as the Hall of Fame, they name all your accolades, and Harden's going to be one all-star game short, and that's annoying. Like, the Trey Youngs. Trey Young sucks this year, and he sucked the past couple years. Um, Brunson, for me, could have made it, but I'm not mad about him not making it. Same thing with, like, Siakam and Butler. Would you
0: prefer Brunson or Randall? Who, in your opinion, is more deserving?
1: I think Brunson's more deserving, to be honest with you. Okay. But... If they want to stick Randall on there, I haven't looked at their numbers, um, but I just think Brunson being the point guard and whatnot, Uh, and Garland's another guy that I think deserves it. But I know he missed time early in the year. Um, There's just not enough spots, you know. Aaron Gordon could have been a first timer and stuff, but you know I'm looking at this snub list and it's like Devin Booker—he hasn't played in a fucking forever. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis had like six good games this year. Everybody relax.
0: I think that this is where I get kind of like unmotivated by this entire conversation because it's like, okay, are we talking about the best players or the players that deserve to be there based off this year?
1: Exactly. It's the 2023 All-Star Game. It's not the 2020, 2010 through 2023 All-Star Game. Um,
0: right. Right.
1: And, you know, with that being said, let's talk about Scott Rowland getting into the Hall of Fame. I, come on. Wow!
0: We're going to do this, too. Okay. <laughs> we're, let's fucking we're here, do. man. I thought this was, was going to be a Kyrie podcast, and, and, and you, I thought I was going to have to, you know, be quiet to, to, to shut up so you could, you know, have the rest of your night. You're going. All right, let's do this. Let's fucking go.
1: Did Scott Rowland deserve to get into the Hall of Fame, in your opinion?
0: No! Scott Rowland... Uh, listen, in my
1: opinion, in my humble opinion, Jorge Posada and Bernie Williams had a much better career than Scott Rowland.
0: Tom, here's the thing with the Baseball Hall of Fame. I'm going to keep this short, sweet, and to the point. Once they decided that baseball writers who had agendas and were going to become basically their own version of their own god, uh, uh, they lost everything. I'm going to ask you one question. When you and Michaela have kids, notice how I phrased that differently than the last time I did. Even though I thought I did just fine, but you <laughs> took exception. When you and Michaela have children, and you're going to want to go to Cooperstown, it's not that far, and you're going to play the golf course.
1: Yeah, you know, I, yeah already, I was going to mention I,
0: I already know what you're doing. You're going to parlay that and be like, "Hey, you know, take them out to a nice to a nice meal. Uh, I'll join you in a few hours." Um, are you going to be able to walk through and say, oh, fuck, we didn't see Scott Rowland's plaque?
1: <laughs> There's going to be a lot of plaques that I want to see. It's more going to be like, come on, let's let's go, next exhibit. Come on, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I, I, went there, I went there like two years ago when me and my buddies went up to the golf course the first time, and it was like, yeah, we all said it. It's like, yeah, it's cool. Like, that's one of our goals, to go to all the Hall of Fans, but it's like, I'm never going to go here again until I have a kid. I could fucking care less. There's no I, I was in
0: seventh grade and it was awesome, and I thought I was in like baseball heaven. And then I realized like I wasn't a fanboy anymore, and I was like, wait, so some of the best players of all time are not in, but the racist and horrible human beings who played a hundred years ago are
1: Exactly. Like Pete Rose isn't in there. I know. No, it's, it's, it truly is crazy. Um, and no, he didn't deserve it. I mean, I just named two Yankees off the top of my head. Now, Bernie Williams, doesn't he have, like, the most RBIs in postseason history?
0: He did, for a bit, have the most home runs in postseason Home runs, something history. like that. Now, now, given, again, like, when he played, there were three rounds of the playoffs. Now there's four, for fuck's sakes. Like, you know, for a lot of guys, he broke Mickey Mantle's record, who there was only a World Series. So it's... It's not the same, but it's like, again, like Carlos Beltran, people didn't vote him in this year. I'm like, because of the sign stealing, really? Like, Carlos Beltran was one of the best players in baseball for a really long time. This is where I just get so pissed at the Baseball Hall of Fame. I could do this forever, and I'm not going to just talk forever, but it's just – You are not the arbiters of decisions of who these guys were as people or of steroid eras. Like you were happy to vote people in before there was, you know, there was still segregation for fuck's sakes. Like you're happy to vote those guys in who didn't have an even playing field like Barry. You can't tell the story of the Hall of Fame without Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens or Alex Rodriguez. You can't. These are three of the greatest players in the history of a sport. I, and they I know what they're going to say. Well, you know, their bats or their jerseys are in the museum. It's a museum, but we don't want their plaques in there. Fuck you.
1: <laughs> I couldn't have said it am better I myself.
0: Am I wrong? Seriously, am I wrong?
1: No, not at all. Not at all. You're absolutely right. Um, right now, just to put the bow on it, I'm trying to find, and I don't think I'm going to be able to find it, I'm just trying to find Scott Rowland's like, highest MVP finish.
0: He was a really good player. I forgot he existed until they said he was up for the Hall of Fame. I think Gary Sheffield deserves it more than Scott Rowland. Gary Sheffield,
1: I mean, there's, there's benchmarks in the MLB that we all know more than any other sport. Career 300 batting average, 500 home runs, 300 wins. Shit like that, you know what was it? A certain amount of strikeouts, is it two thousand or three thousand, something like that. Whatever.
0: Three thousand. He's got,
1: he's got over five hundred home runs. Of course, he deserves to be in there. But Scott Rowland, I mean, I, I'm reading this played 17 seasons by MVP voting was considered a top 13 player in the league once. So, (laughs) so his best, his absolute best. He was number 13 in the league once. Now I'm not talking for his entire career once. He got voted number 13 in MVP voting. That's a nice player. Maybe maybe the Cardinals or the Phillies or whomever he played the most time with, he won a World Series with the Cardinals. They could like retire his number or do whatever they do their version of monument park is. But this is baseball history here and this guy's immortalized I mean come on
0: no it's a joke and this is why like I just I made a decision a long time ago to just not get wrapped up in Hall of Fame and uh, all-star shit is because it's just it's a farce it's nothing that I consider value it's it's just completely absurd how you know, baseball writers think that they're the most important people in the world. Honestly, I think that they believe that they're electing the next president of the United States without any other impact. Like, I, I it is truly unbelievable how they can sit on their high horse and say that because this guy did steroids, I'm not voting him in when their bat or glove or baseball or 3000 strike. Right. You know, Roger Clemens 3000 strikeout is in is in Cooperstown. Yeah, I mean, just come on. 300th we were, win glove and uniform is in Cooperstown. We were you know, looking there's a lot of A-Rod and Bond shit. It's just ridiculous.
1: That ball number 715 or whatever has an asterisk on it because remember Mark Echo bought the ball and he was either going to put it into space or stamp it with a with an asterisk and send it to the Hall of Fame. It is in there with an asterisk. I mean, but Barry Bonds isn't in there.
0: And it's funny, too, because we just had the year of Aaron Judge, right? Like, 62. And it was this whole thing of like, well, was that the real record? Well, we're going to celebrate because it, it was the Yankee record. Well, actually, it was the American League record. It's like, well, people didn't think Roger Maris's record was real when he hit it because he had what nine extra games than Babe or seven extra games than Babe Ruth did in 154. It's just like it is such an absolute subjective committee, and I hate it. I really hate it. A Rod should be in. Bond should be in. They are the best players I've ever seen play their positions, some of the best anyway. And knowing that they're not going to get in, I completely invalidate everybody else.
1: Out of the three sports that are the major sports and the sports that we really care about, because I don't know who's in the Golf Hall of Fame or whatever, the only one that I respect is the NFL because it actually seems like really hard to get into that Hall of Fame.
0: Oh, it does. So, Especially with certain positions.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're talking about the guy that I can remember getting into the Hall of Fame last was Brian Erlacher and he was like the only one that got in. And it's like that guy was the best linebacker in football for like ten years. Yep. So I don't know. Yeah,
0: to a Super Bowl, and
1: that was that was just sticking in my brain.
0: No, I think it's great.
1: And I don't think honestly, outside of if you're unless you're a top forty player of all time in the NBA, because it's such an individual sport, if you don't win a ring, you shouldn't be allowed into the NBA. into into the Hall of Fame, excluding guys like Barkley and maybe Steve Nash and stuff like that.
0: It's hard, though, because for a long time there wasn't free agency or there wasn't player empowerment. I I think it's different.
1: No, it doesn't matter Are you going
0: to say that Gary Payton didn't deserve it because the only year he went was they had to play the Bulls?
1: No, Gary Payton's got a ring, brother. When? Gary Payton won a ring on the 2006
0: Miami Heat. Holy shit, he was on that team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I just think of the I think of the 4 Lakers. I'm a Lakers basketball historian, brother. You are. You are. I thought of the 4 Lakers where he didn't win, and I thought of that 96 um, but Sonics team.
1: I understand your point. I know. I, and it doesn't matter because everybody gets But he gets wasn't it.
0: even an important part of the team. I'm not diminishing him, but like it's like he was an all-time great. Okay, so Carl Malone, right? He never won. If he won on that 0-4 Laker team, are you saying like, well, now all of a sudden he really validates? No, but
1: Karl Malone, uh, I guess maybe it's not top thirty player of all time, but there's got to be like a threshold.
0: I just think the NBA. I, I don't think you can compare sports. That's kind of where I'm getting at.
1: Yeah, I guess. I just think you you're going to agree that the NBA and the and MLB is just way too oversaturated.
0: Well, baseball's been around a really fucking long time, so. That's kind of my problem with how they decide what to do is because it's like, Piazza had a lot of steroid questions, but he was never popped. David Ortiz got in almost unanimously,
1: and, and he there got was caught.
0: Steroid controversy all over, including being caught.
1: He got the deer antler spray stuff.
0: Yeah, so it's like, oh, but we like him. I know. Well, I I I don't like the baseball hall of fame. I, I don't like the writers. I don't like the system. I think it sucks. All right, Genesis I'll never Scott go home, back. But I don't like any of it.
1: I'll never go back.
0: Good for you. Although <laughs> I think your kids one day might want to.
1: Eh, we'll see. If, unless we're only going when it's golf season.
0: <laughs> well, that I know. That <laughs> I that I know you're not going in November or late December. So
1: no, no, not at all. All right, man. Well, we did an hour. I, I thought it was going to be a 30 minute or, but we did an hour. I kind of went on a rant there. Um, but I wanted to, that's, this
0: was, I think I, I think I coerced you into this.
1: You did, but that's all right, man. It was a good, it was a good Friday night pod and we'll be back next week with another possibly two.
0: I think that we probably will. And yeah, well stay tuned for Kyrie and I'm glad you got your thoughts on the hall of fame. And we talked about some NBA all-stars, um, I was happy to not bring that up, but I know you wanted to. And I think it was worth mentioning. There's some controversy there. So
1: everybody enjoy your
0: weekend. And everybody up north, please stay warm.
1: Stay warm. I hope you get Wi-Fi back. Um, And that's it.
0: I'm passing the weather up to you, bro. Yeah, thanks. (laughs)